BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to get into this... uh, into this story again uh, coming up in a little while, but you ought to listen to our one o'clock hour on the podcast. And it's about California. They want to pass a law. This is Scott Weiner out of San Francisco. So your car can't drive more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. They want a speed governor on all cars as of the 2027 model year. Uh, we will get into that again later in the hour. Uh, Corbin Carson was on with us in the one o'clock hour as well with a report about the uh, trial, the murder of Aiden Leos, six years old, sitting in the back of his mom's car in May of 2021. And mom was cut off uh, by a uh, woman named uh, Winnie Lee. And the mother, Joanna Clunan, gave the middle finger to Winnie Lee. Sitting next to her was... Winnie's boyfriend, Marcus Ariz, and in retaliation, Ariz pulled out a handgun and uh, fired a bullet at Joanna Clunan's car, and it hit Joanna's six-year-old son, Aiden Leos, and killed him. Uh, Just terrible, terrible story. Uh, There was a trial today, and uh, miraculously, Marcus Ariz was convicted of second-degree murder, and we have the Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer to talk all about it. Todd, how are you? I am ecstatic, John. As you can imagine, uh, justice was done today in Orange County. And I will tell you, John, our jurors are pretty darn good down here. Uh, they don't want to tolerate this kind of behavior. And they threw the book at uh, Marcus Ariz. And second-degree murder is a big deal with the use of a gun. That's 40 years to life. Compare that probably if this had been tried in Los Angeles County or the charges been brought by George Gascon, how different the outcome would have been. Gascon would not have gone for second-degree murder charges. I'm almost certain I of that. I totally agree. You're, You're pro- absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Would not have done it. 
I, I, uh, the defense attorney is Randall Bethune, and he reduced uh, uh, Ariza's responsibility to making a profound mistake. Uh, I, I, I just was, I was just flabbergasted. In fact, you know, occasionally uh, KFI and our show, uh, we appear in trials, right? Uh, just mentioned in trials or there's questions in the void dire. Uh, he actually said that the reason that uh, Ariz was on the loose for two weeks and nobody could find him and arrest him is, well, he doesn't listen to KFI. In other words, he doesn't listen to the news. He doesn't keep track of what's going on. He wasn't really hiding after killing that kid. He just doesn't listen to the news. John, he didn't see all the billboards that were lined on the freeways going on his route to the auto body shop up in Highland where he worked at the time. He didn't see all those signs either, right? Yeah. Uh, they hid the car. Let's not forget that. They hid Winnie's car um, in Whittier. So at some point, they absolutely knew they were wanted, and he didn't turn himself in. In fact, his attorney said, well... How would he turn himself in? How would anybody know how to turn yourself in? People don't know how to turn themselves in. The worst part <laughs> about the defense's argument, the worst part, John, was he was trying to knock it down from a murder to a voluntary manslaughter, which would have significantly diminished the, the punishment, right? So his argument is, and to get voluntary manslaughter, the, the elements of that include what an average person would do under the same set of circumstances. And his argument is, we have so many guns today, and there's so many crazy people on the freeway. It's really not unfathomable to believe that when you get into a situation like this on the road, that somebody might rashly pull out a gun and fire it at another person for getting flipped off. <laughs> oh, so that it was a reasonable response. Yeah, this is now the new standard of how we are expected to behave that the criminal defense attorney wanted the public jury to accept. And I, and, and I, I, quite frankly, I don't know if Oakland or in San Francisco or Los Angeles, a jury would have bought that argument. But I can tell you. In Orange County, we're holding strong, and those jurors rejected that argument outright. It was ridiculous. Well, can you imagine? I mean, if flipping the bird justifies uh, a murder of, of, of a little kid, well, then if, if, you, if you just shake your fist at somebody, if you make any kind of a gesture, if you're going too slow in, in, uh, in the fast lane, I mean, anything that you do to irritate another driver would be justification to pull out a gun and Blow the first guy away. I, I... But now, but John, that argument, think about, let's talk about that in the bigger context of what George Gascon talks about, or Chesa Bodine in San Francisco, gone, or Pamela Price, the DA in Oakland. Their, their whole standards of holding people accountable are no longer what you and I were raised on when we were growing up. In other words, they believe that the goalposts for society's expectations are so low now that you can you deserve a voluntary manslaughter if you discharge a firearm of four or five lanes of traffic and kill somebody. This is what I'm just trying to tell you is the public defender's argument to the jury is consistent with how so many people 
right? DAs hmm? across the country yeah. are looking at the world today. Yeah, Randall. And I will not accept it. You won't accept it. And I'm telling you, John, by us holding the line, we are going to bring back society's expectations about people about how people need to behave. We cannot stop saying what we say every single day. Randall Bethune, the defense attorney, called it a profound mistake, a momentary lapse of reason, a rash decision by a young man, that he's a 24-year-old guy who likes to play video games. Uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was astounded that, that an attorney could do this with a straight face. I mean, I imagine this guy, Randall Bethune, knows better. But this, well, when you sign you up this. to be a defense attorney, you actually have to say that out loud in front of other adults? I will get, I was in a lot of the trial. I watched all the closing arguments. I will tell you, he did about as good a job as you can do with this deck of cards that got dealt. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, irrespective of what he said, our prosecutor in this case, Dan Feldman, and his investigator, Mike Hill, did a terrific job of keeping the jury focused and quite frankly my job john and what you do every day is you keep the community focused for your listeners so they don't drink the kool-aid and we don't start accepting this nonsense as our new standard for society but just my job go ahead no no i just wanted to say just to follow up when i was reading that it was a rash decision a lapse of reason i heard you articulate very well in one of the clips that corbin played before all the decisions that uh, uh marcus Ariz had to make before he fired the bullet because he had to reach over and grab the gun right not only did john he kept the gun behind winnie's seat the driver's seat because if you think about it when you're the passenger it's easier to grab something from the other person's seat he kept the gun without a bullet in the chamber so he had 10 rounds in the magazine but he kept it unloaded essentially and that was because he knows it's dangerous and it's right behind the back of this girl he loves he had to rack a round to put the round from the magazine up into the chamber. Then he had to roll down his window. Then he had to take aim. And then he had to fire. If that's not a deliberate act, which the defense was saying, that's not deliberate. That's rash. That is calculated deliberate. Not only that, John, he kept a gun in the car for months specifically because he's been so upset about how people are driving. He was looking for a Joanne Clunan, Joanna Clunan, to, to do something like that to him so that he could teach that personal lesson. He was waiting for this moment. It's just shocking. And, and now the girlfriend, what's her liability? Uh, when he leaves. So she's been charged with uh, accessory after the fact. We can't prove that she knew he was going to take the gun and shoot it at a random car like that. But certainly she was an accessory in that she helped secrete him and keep him from the public. And she helped him escape detection from law enforcement after she was obviously very aware that he took a, a weapon, cocked around into the chamber, f- fired it at a vehicle, and they kept going. And she obviously knew at some point he was wanted, and she kept helping to secrete him. Well, 
Uh, I, you tell Dan Feldman, congratulations, the senior deputy district attorney who prosecuted the case. Congratulations to you. And I think it comes not only from me, but all the normal people who listen to KFI on our show. Because this is the way the world is supposed to work. And it's gotten so distorted in recent years. Uh, it's, uh, it's really refreshing to have a, a, a clearly guilty bad guy quickly put away and convicted. Well, I appreciate your nice words, and we're very pleased with everything you say every day. Let's work together always to keep the public on the straight and narrow. Let's not give up on society. I will not give up on our society, John. All right. Excellent work, Todd, and excellent you, work, sir. Dan Feldman. Thank you for coming on. Right. We'll talk again Anytime. soon. All right, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. The uh, other case that we're going to get into next is another another one that should be Slam dunk, open and shut. It's Rebecca Grossman, the rich lady whose husband founded the Grossman Burn Center. She ran down and killed two little kids uh, more than three years ago. And even though the front end of her car was all bashed in, her defense attorney is saying, nah, nah, somebody else hit the kids. I'll explain. Coming up. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Well, we uh, just had Todd Spitzer on, the Orange County District Attorney, and it was a uh, brief 10-minute trip, it was kind of nostalgic, into the world of normal. And I remember used to do these stories where something would happen, it would be obvious what the crime was, obvious what the punishment was. You'd have the trial, and the right charge would be applied, the jury would find the guy guilty, and now he's going to go away for maybe 40 years to life. And we're talking about Marcus Ariz who uh, fired a gun at uh, Joanna Clunan's car after Joanna flipped uh, him and his girlfriend the bird. The girlfriend had cut Joanna off in traffic on the 55. So Joanna flips uh, the couple the bird, and uh, Marcus Ariz responds by firing a bullet into Joanna's car, killing Joanna's son. Actually got a, a and it was very important. that I, This wasn't just like some cheap shot. Very important to note that, it is very doubtful that if this happened in L.A. County, George Gascon would have filed murder charges, second-degree murder charges. He would have said it was involuntary manslaughter because Marcus Ariz did not wake up in the morning wishing to kill little Aiden Leos. It was not in his plan that day. It was just a momentary uh, surge of adrenaline and passion, which, you know, was kind of the argument from the idiot defense attorney. But, uh, no, he got convicted. He's going to jail for decades, maybe maybe for life. Now, another case, which is, you know, heading into uh, wacko land, perhaps. And it depends. I don't know who the jurors are here. But we do know there are nine men, nine women and three men. And this is the case from uh, three years ago. Jacob and Marcus Skander, an 8-year-old and 11-year-old, were crossing the street with their mother, and as she was crossing the street with them, she heard the roar of approaching engines, and flying through the intersection was Rebecca Grossman, a wealthy woman who is married to the doctor who founded the Grossman Burn Center in the Valley, and a very attractive, very wealthy blonde woman, and she had been uh, drinking that afternoon with uh, a, a guy that she may have been dating, Scott Erickson, former Los Angeles Dodger pitcher. They had had a couple of drinks, 
And then they went in their cars, their SUVs, and they were driving over 80 miles an hour. Rebecca struck the children, and then her car continued on for at least a quarter of a mile before it shut down. Now, before I tell you what the defense is, I want to make this clear. She had massive front-end damage to her SUV. Massive. And witnesses said she hit the two boys. Her lawyers are going to try to confuse the jurors, from what I'm reading, and try to tell them the car was one of many vehicles that passed through the crosswalk and that the police are making a mistake focusing on her. You believe this? She's the one with, with, with the bashed-in front end. And this is another case of, well, don't believe what your eyes see. Listen to my nonsense. This attorney, Tony Busby, man, how did it, it's people, are, I guess, have absolutely no conscience. How the hell, if your client has a, 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 all this front-end damage, can you possibly claim, no, really, it was somebody else. In fact, they're trying to create confusion that there were uh, many cars going through the intersection. So who knows who hit the boys? Um, but there are witnesses who will... Busby says he has witnesses who will testify that multiple cars hit the two boys. That Grossman's vehicle was not the first. Now, how many times could the boys possibly be hit? Multiple cars? She's got the front-end damage because if you hit the boys, first of all, they're going to fly out down the road. And very quickly, they'll be flat on the ground. Maybe multiple cars can run them over, but multiple cars cannot possibly hit them upright. And if you don't hit the boys upright, you're not going to end up with front-end damage. Wasn't too hard to dismantle that, and I haven't even looked at all the evidence. But this is what Busby's going to try to sell to the jury. And the trial starts tomorrow. Um, yeah, if this really is what plays out, they're just making stuff up. But maybe that worked. By the way, Grossman um, had some alcohol in her system. It was a .076. The legal limit is .08. Then they took a blood sample. That was a breathalyzer. They took a blood sample three hours later, and she was at .08. So if that blood sample is accurate, after three hours, 0.08. So we're, she must have been you know, 0.10 or 0.12. Uh, so I don't think she had just uh, you know two drinks. She might have had four or five drinks. And no wonder she was, because so, she was racing Scott Erickson, according to uh, the witnesses. So far, he's been cleared, although the attorney is trying to blame uh, him as well. Uh, when we come back, we, we this this stuff is important. If you weren't listening earlier, we're going to explain again about the uh, terrible law that uh, that idiot San Francisco State Senator Scott Weiner is trying to pass. He wants to make it so starting in two, two, uh, 2027, any car you buy will have a what they call a speed governor installed, so your car can't go more than 10 miles an hour past the speed limit. Seriously. And uh, we're going to get this stopped. We're going to get this snuffed out. This bill is stillborn. We got work to do here. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from K. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. EFI AM 640. And you, uh, we, we had uh, much good stuff uh, in the show. Uh, too much to uh, go through here. I don't want to waste any time. But just uh, whatever you missed today, go listen to it on the podcast uh, tonight. Uh, Conway coming up after 4 o'clock. Uh, we earlier had on, um, we, 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 did, we did some, uh, uh, some stuff on uh, the California State Senator Scott Weiner. Uh, we had uh, Jake Bieber on from the uh, National Motorist Association. Uh, this is serious. This is really going to be a huge issue for, I think, most normal people. As of 2027, if Scott Wiener's bill passes, passes, it would require any new car or truck made or sold in the state to have something called a speed governor on. This is a limiter which means if you try to drive 10 or more miles per hour over the posted speed limit, the car would automatically prevent you from doing so. So let's say you're in a 55 highway, you couldn't go more than 65. The car would start to push back on you. And uh, 
Deborah, you might want to articulate again. How would you feel if you were being chased by somebody and you can't uh, speed away? I'd be so furious. I mean, because again, this is for new cars only, right? So yeah. if I'm driving my new car and somebody is driving an older car and they're chasing me, I'm not going to be able to get away from them. No, you're going to get run off the road. Right. Oh, that's really safe. Yeah. And that's what every woman in California wants, right? Here is a new story to lay out the details. Uh, this is from ABC 7 News Bay Area. Cut three. Senator Scott Weiner has introduced a new set of bills aimed at making streets safer across the state. And one of those would change how you drive. It would require any new car or truck made or sold in the state to have special technology installed in the car called Speed Governors. The device would make it physically impossible for vehicles to go 10 miles per hour over the posted speed limits. Another part of the measure would require large trucks to install side guards to prevent pedestrians, cyclists, or other vehicles from getting sucked underneath the truck during a crash. Weiner says the bills are common sense actions to protect public safety. A woman whose mother was permanently injured while crossing the street in San Francisco says she supports the change. Dangerous speeding destroy lives. Speed is the number one cause of severe and fatal crashes in San Francisco and in California. And dangerous speeding is on the rise. Vehicles are bigger and more powerful every day. Pedestrians become innocent carnage and collateral damage. Uh, I think if you ask anyone, do people need to be driving more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, assuming you're not an emergency vehicle, which are exempt from the bill. Um, I think a vast majority of people would say, no, I don't want people driving more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit in my neighborhood. ...on state-owned roads to protect pedestrians, cyclists, and those who rely on public transit. A similar bill was vetoed by Governor Newsom back in 2019 in order to give Caltrans a chance to do this work on its own. But five years later, Weiner says he still hasn't seen much progress. And the bills introduced this week are expected to head to committee sometime in the spring. Live in San Francisco, Lena Howland, ABC 7 News. Boy, oh boy, that's an example of uh, left-wing progressive propaganda media, isn't it? You get the lady whose mother was run over, and now, uh, we don't know the circumstances of that particular accident, but now uh, none of us can drive more than 10 miles over the speed limit. Even if we're in some kind of a dangerous situation, even if there's some kind of a condition that would require us to. And do you want to be driving a car that could only go 55 on a highway when everybody else is going 70 because they have an older model? No, and you're trying to get onto the freeway, you're putting, right? You're trying to get up there to, to keep with the speed of traffic. Yeah. yeah. No. You're, you're roadkill. That's what Jay Bieber said is like one of the biggest dangers, and this is what I think, just driving all my life. Most dangerous thing on the road is a car going way too slow. Yes. On a freeway. Because you're not expecting it. You run up on them and then you got to jam on the brake and skid or you got to swerve around. That happens to me every day on the way home in the same place on the freeway. I don't understand it. And what they're talking about, this increase in people being run over, I tell you, I, I read the research, I looked at the map. It's because in the cities, there's so many homeless people stumbling around that. It, it looks as if from the research I saw that as it starts getting dusky late in the afternoon, early evening, and that's when homeless activity is at a height. They haven't passed out yet. They are stumbling, living, arguing, drinking in the streets, and that's when they're getting run over. 
And that's what caused the increase. It's because the likes of Scott Weiner and Garcetti allowed so many people to stumble around into the streets. And I've been to San Francisco. And let me tell you, if you drive through, where do we drive? We were driving through uh, just past Union, Union Square about a year and a half ago. And my wife and I were driving. It was on, uh, it was on 6th. And there were so many drug-addicted zombie vagrants stumbling around in the street, in between the cars, on the sidewalks. They were living on the furniture on the sidewalks. We were all terrified because we were trapped in traffic. We couldn't, we couldn't leave. If one of those guys jumped on our car, started pounding on the windshield, or if they had a gun and was trying to get... We were, we were dead. And I... Because they allow those people on the street, those people end up getting run over, usually as it's getting dark or in the dark. And then if a bad guy comes, I mean, imagine you're stopped at a light and one of these crazy people that Scott Weiner allows on the streets, you can't speed to get away from him? No way. You, you cut somebody off and they get mad. And I mentioned before, this happened, it happened to us twice. Well, once... My wife may have cut someone off. They got mad and they chased us. They chased us through neighborhood streets. Might have is the uh, the key. Yeah, she probably did. <laughs> but still, <laughs> that's no reason. It. You shouldn't. I mean, come on. We're <laughs> allowed to get frustrated. I, but you know what? We're allowed to get frustrated. Doesn't mean that we need to be killed. Right, exactly. We get. We don't need to get the death penalty. And we don't have the state. We don't shouldn't have the state restricting our movement. I mean, that is so... Freaking nuts. Now, Jay Bieber has an idea, and we're going to set a date and a time, and we want everybody in the audience to call Scott Wiener's office and also other uh, people on that committee uh, all at the same time. I mean, there are, that, but we, we have stopped other stupid traffic ideas because most of the public hates all this progressive nonsense. Remember, their ideas are bad. They don't work. They're no good. Who the hell would buy a 2027 car, right? I, I, by the way, this uh, this car is designed for a record low peak speed. What about a Porsche or a Lamborghini, Maserati? I know. You're going to buy one of those and you can't go over 65. <laughs> it, it destroys those sales. <laughs> and so, and you see in the real world on Saturday and Sunday mornings, you can get around pretty quickly on the freeway because everybody's flying. They're going 80, 85 miles an hour. Nobody's getting hurt. That's not where the, where, where the accidents are. Everybody's keeping up with the speed. But now everybody's going to be puttering along. Going, going 55, 65 miles an hour. Scott Weiner is so interesting. Is he ever turned out? It feels like he's been around for, for my whole life. Not that there aren't 10 other guys just like him, but, man, he is particularly irritating. Who made him uh, a president of the Communist Party to lord over our freedoms and get in the way of our lives? What a jackass. All right, more coming up. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, well, listen to this. Listen to this. Boy, if you have a business in Oakland, you just got to get out of there. In Oakland, uh, there is a man named Andres Flores. He is the owner and chef of Snail Bar. Very popular restaurant in Oakland. And, of course, because he works for a living, living as a businessman, uh, probably works long hours if he's the owner and the chef, uh, he goes home to get some sleep, and two guys show up in ski masks and break through the front door. It's a wine bar. 
They ransacked the restaurant, take money, and they ran off. Now, of course, they had to smash their way in, and that caused uh, a lot of damage to the front building, plus the money stolen. Uh, total cost $6,400. This uh, happened in the middle of the night, very early Saturday morning. And if you looked at the surveillance footage, there's a video of two male suspects smashing the front door, then smashing the door to the back room and stealing a safe with $2,000 in cash. Oakland police officials actually show up and they boarded up the building. They couldn't make contact with the owner because it's the middle of the night. He was probably asleep, not answering his phone. Andres Flores said he finally showed up about 4.30 a.m. not long after the police left. And noticed that they had put up a a very shoddy um, uh, security measure. They, they boarded it up uh, with a piece of wood secured with duct tape. Uh, the Oakland Police Department had requested a board up because they couldn't contact the owner to keep it secure. So they declared it secure after getting duct tape and tape, tape the wooden board to the front. But what makes this galling is that Andres Flores then got a bill for the wooden board for the city services. Um, he, he's, he, got an in, he's, got a, he's getting an invoice. It was a note that said the invoice would be arriving in the coming days for their services, meaning the Department of Public Works that had supplied the wooden board and the duct tape. And as Flores said, I was literally left a bill for getting robbed. He closed his other wine bar in August after his car was set on fire in front of the restaurant. So he's got two wine bars, but his car was set on fire at his other business, so he closed that down. He's got one restaurant left. Two looters break in, steal thousands of dollars, and the city responds by leaving him a notice that you're going to get billed. The invoice can range from $600 to $1,500. Flores says he's called the contact number numerous times, but he, he's not getting a response. They didn't even secure the door. I didn't give them permission to do that job. This is a cartoon of a city. Um, a spokesperson for the city of Oakland, some idiot named Sean Maher, said invoicing for the service is, is performed consistent with the city's master fee schedule. And besides, it's it's covered by property insurance. So, hey, we're stealing money here, and the insurance company's going to pay it. So what are you complaining about? This is what Oakland does. They put up a board with duct tape, charge you $1,500, and say, oh, don't worry about it. Your insurance will cover it. That's theft. Because the owner didn't answer his phone at 4 in the morning. I... Now, this comes just a few days after In-N-Out, for the first time in its history, is closing 
one of its restaurants. It had been broken into too many times in Oakland. In fact, in the vicinity of that In-N-Out burger, they've had 1,335 incidents since 2019, including 1,174 car break-ins, just in the immediate neighborhood. First time in history, In-N-Out closing down in Oakland. I think that wine bar owner is probably not long for Oakland either. Godway's here. Thank you. You know what? Uh, here's a crazy stat. They had more break-ins since 2019 at that In-N-Out than they had messed up orders through the drive-thru. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> true story. Where do you get these statistics? I, I, I never see this. Stuff. I know guys at In-N-Out. So uh, Barbara Lee, I believe was her name, running for Senate. Yes. So she represents Oakland. Oakland's yes. lost the first in and out in 75 years. Yeah. They lost the Raiders. Yeah. They lost uh, the A's. We're losing yeah. the A's. The Warriors, the moved, Warriors moved across the street. Uh -huh. So w why should be she be senator? <laughs> Wouldn't you crawl into a uh, you know a one-bedroom apartment and just hide from everybody if that, was, if that was your resume? Isn't that amazing? There's no shame. It is shocking. And she, and she runs for mayor. And, and if you criticize her, she starts screaming at you. Like Steve Garvey <laughs> got into it with her. And she just starts shrieking. It's like this. 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 I don't know what it's something with the with the people in Oakland. Yeah, it's it's a well. It's not just Oakland. It's everywhere now. It's every, I know. every time I turn on the local news, there's five more restaurants and five more stores that have been broken into. And the only time we see them on TV is when there's video of it. How many stores have been stores have been broken in where there is no video? You know. Oh, I know. Every night. Yeah, it's going on right now. Going tonight. Um, a lot of crimes aren't even reported anymore. Uh, Blake Trolley's going to come on and talk about the expansion of the Burbank Airport. Kalina Strinos is coming on with us to talk about the Burbank Airport. And then um, we have uh, Dean Sharp coming on with us as well. That's right. cool. He's talking about the um, Burbank Airport. <laughs> so, a lot of Burbank Airport. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fascinating. They're going to expand it. It's going to be beautiful. You know, buy a house in Burbank and don't sell it. It'll be worth $5 million. Well, you have a conflict of interest. Um, uh, Conway's next. Crozier has the news live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women. 
by women. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.